You are listening to the Ebony Covering Black America Podcast Network, presented by Walmart. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Fit. I am your host, Holly Cotton. The purpose of Beyond the Fit is to go into various health and wellness topics to make sure that you become the strongest version of yourself inside and out. And today's topic is about fitness and nutrition. Whenever I have a show about nutrition, whether it be vegan or various nutrition topics, whenever I'm talking about food in general, I always get a ton of feedback questions where people want more information. Also, as a fitness professional, one of the common things that I get asked about is a meal plan. I have all these goals in my head. Now, what do I need to do for the nutrition side? And coming from a nurse of 20 plus years, I also have a really heavy background in nutrition and wellness and things like that. So I have all these pieces to the puzzle. So I love being able to share that information with people who are trying to either start their fitness quest, or maybe they hit a plateau on their fitness journey, whatever it is, I do not mind at all. And I love sharing the information that I too have learned along my fitness quest and becoming the best fitness trainer that I can be. On this episode, I want to cover nutritional labels and how to interpret what the label means. I think that it's really important to have a good nutritional anchor to being fit. A lot of times, whenever you start on your fitness journey, you have a goal. You know, I need to lose this amount of weight and this is my time frame or whatever. You have check-ins, you do all of this. And I've said it before, when you have a goal, it seems like you're starting to hit those milestones. You have things to measure. And the hardest part about being fit is staying fit. It is a daily investment into your overall goal. You have to constantly reinvent. What is it that I want to do? What? How do I want to change my body? What, whatever. Because when you don't have a goal where I need to lose this amount of weight by this amount of time, or I need to be on this plan, or I'm working out or whatever, it is hard. It is very, very difficult to stay focused, to stay motivated. So again, the hardest part about fitness is staying fit. And whenever you don't have that goal, whenever you start losing those pieces, whenever you start not having that, "Uh, today, I'll miss the gym. It's no big deal. I'll go tomorrow. I'll miss three days. I'll do whatever. And then all of a sudden you notice, like I've talked about before, it's called weight cycling you'll notice that that weight starts creeping back up on you. The weight that you lost that comes from water weight, which is really easy to lose. You're not losing fat, you're losing water retention. You know, you're reducing that water retention. So not necessarily losing the fat. And that's what you want to lose, that stored fat. So when you aren't making those daily investments, when your goals start getting all blurred, you're not going to see those results like you did in the beginning. And then a lot of times you get discouraged and life comes in the way. So it's very important to restructure whatever the fitness goals are that you have to make sure that you stay on track and you don't fall off. You have to learn how to treat fitness as a lifestyle. That's the key. No diets, just complete changing your lifestyle. How do you stay on track? How do you choose healthy options every day? And I'll tell you this, a lot of times people are in denial about being overweight 
or not being where they want to be physically. If you woke up this morning and you felt terrible, if you looked in the mirror and you don't like what you see, when you start hiding behind people in the pictures, when you realize that your mediums that you used to buy are now extra larges or those jeans aren't zipping up as easily as they used to, when you try to do things that used to be easy, And now they're difficult climbing upstairs, getting in and out of your car. Those things used to be simple. And now you're starting to know your knees are hurt. Sometimes it's just the simple things like (laughs) crossing your legs. And all of a sudden today, you couldn't cross your leg. You had to pick up your leg by your ankle to cross it over your leg because you don't have that ability to just simply cross your legs anymore. Once you decide to start, and you make today your day one, what I want to do is motivate and help you to continue that process to not give up. Even if you haven't started yet, and now all of a sudden you want to make today your day one, I want to be able to give you some tools to set you up for success and not failure. So I try to be realistic and I try to give as much information as possible to make sure that you are successful in whatever your fitness goal is. That's why I talk about nutrition so much. What you feed yourself is 80% of being fit. Exercise is 20%. Honestly, I can go to the gym for two hours and (laughs) work out, but who cares about those two hours if the other 22 hours of the day I'm eating like crap or I'm starving myself or I'm not feeding my muscles, I'm not eating the adequate protein, I'm not eating the adequate carbohydrates, whatever it is. If you're going to the gym to get that 20%, Why not invest more in the 80%? Why not be able to educate yourself on nutritional labels, on how to do portion control, all of those things? It's very, very important. And to reiterate, I just mentioned about the diet cycling, weight cycling. It's actually more dangerous to do the weight cycling than it is to be overweight. Because what happens is you are constantly putting your body in this state of stress with the gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight. So what happens is, is you put a lot of pressure on your body when you're doing that. I want to make sure that once you invest in yourself and you invest in this goal, don't fall off. Stay focused. Find whatever it is that you need to find to make sure that you don't fall out, that it's not a cycle, that you are staying fit. Let's go into how to read a nutritional label and make sure you're reading them correctly when you are focusing on your daily nutritional intake. What I want you to do is grab something that has a nutritional label on the back. Anything that you eat will have a nutritional label on the back. So the first thing I want you to do on that nutritional label is look at the serving size. And usually it's in a fluid, which is a liquid measurement. And then they also have a gram measurement. And that's typical of a regular nutrition label. What it means is that you can use some type of scale to measure for the grams. And if you don't have the scale and it's a liquid, then you can measure it in the actual measuring cup where it has it. So say you pull up a nutritional label and it says one cup or 227 grams. So what you're gonna do is use your kitchen scale to measure out. You have to zero out the scale first. Then you put the 
food item on the scale and you add the food item until you get to whatever the serving size is. And you do the same thing for the measuring cup. If they say one cup is the measuring size, then you add until you get to one cup. And whatever that is, is going to be the serving for one serving per whatever that item is that you're trying to eat. It's very important because we're so conditioned as Westerners to overeat. That's why anytime you hear about people comparing European diets to American diets, they're appalled at how big our serving sizes are. So what you have to do is use the actual serving size that's listed on the label so you can have an accurate reflection of what you are consuming. Don't just go and pour a whole bowl of cereal like you normally do and think that you're eating something healthy because, oh, hey, this is my such and such wheat cereal or grain cereal or whatever. That has sugars in it. It has tons of carbs in it. It's very important to look at what the serving size is. And I can tell you this, when I first started counting my macros, which is macronutrients, when I first started counting my intake, I was shocked at myself. (laughs) I was like, okay, apparently I have been very, very bad at measuring accurately what one serving is because I would have a whole bowl of whatever it was. And when I started measuring it, I realized that the bowl that I was eating was actually four servings. So whereas I thought I might've only been consuming 200 calories and five grams of fat because I saw the label, when I started measuring it, I realized that I was consuming a thousand calories just on a bowl of cereal. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Beyond the Fit. It's very important to make sure that you first or looking at that serving size so that you can have an accurate measure of what the serving size is first before you interpret any of the other things like carbs, sodium, and things like that. And it's also important to know that the serving size reflects the amount that people typically eat or drink. Like it's not a recommendation of how much you should eat or drink. So whenever you're reading that serving information, know that it's saying that this is usually people eat, usually they eat a cup. So you can always adjust it to less than that amount. Or even if you go over that amount, just make sure that you are adequately increasing or decreasing what all of those other numbers are. So if you're doing one and a half cups, make sure that you're doing 1.5 for each of the other things like calories, fats, sodiums, cholesterol, everything. Make sure you know that you have to add extra to that if you go over the serving size. The next thing that you'll see on the nutritional label is going to be calories. And calories basically provide a measure of how much energy you get from this particular serving of food. So whatever that serving size is, this is basically how many calories are coming from that portion. Typically in a day, the recommended dosage for calories is 2000 calories or less. And that's usually a general guide for a healthy individual or someone that is with no health issues or things like that. Obviously, if you're trying to lose weight, then you would decrease that daily calorie intake. If you're trying to gain weight, a lot of people who do muscle 
muscle competitions and things like that, they want to increase those calories per day. So they may be eating more. So 2000 calories per day is usually a recommended caloric intake for a healthy, normal individual that has a healthy lifestyle that's working out a few days a week. We have the serving size and we have the calories. Now, when you look at the nutritional label, what comes next? You're going to be looking at other things like fat, cholesterol, sodium, carbohydrates. So first, look at the fats. There are going to be several different fats that are listed. You want to stay away from saturated fats and trans fats. It's very, very important. Those are your dangerous fats. You do have certain fats that are good for you. That's why people who do like a keto diet, they actually have fats that they put in. And those are usually called monosaturated fats. And those mean that they are liquid at room temperature. If you guys remember, I know I'm old, but (laughs) I remember my grandmother having like a tub of lard on the counter at her home. Or I remember her frying bacon for us in the morning and we would look in the skillet later on in the day and all of the grease that was in the skillet is now white and hard. Those are called saturated fats. That's dangerous because what happens is once those fats go into your bloodstream, that's what happens in your arteries. That's what happens. That same calcification, that same turning solid, that plaque, that's what happens in your blood vessels. And that's when you start having cardiovascular disease. That's when you start having high blood pressure, those types of things. So make sure you stay away from the bad fats. You want to have fats are good. Fats are are help you feel satiated. So you don't have to completely eliminate fats, but you definitely want to make sure that you have the smallest amount of saturated and trans fats in your diet. Another thing to stay away from is cholesterol. You guys know all about cholesterol. You want to make sure you're looking at that label because a lot of times, especially on processed foods, they have to put additives in it. Same thing with sodium. Anything that's processed, they have to preserve it using sodium. So you're going to have a higher sodium count for processed foods. So make sure that you're looking at that sodium count. And of course, carbohydrates, and I'm not going to go into the whole complex versus simple carbs again, but make sure that you're looking at the carb intake as well, because anything that you consume that you don't burn off is going to turn into stored fat. And stored fat is the fat under your arms, your little turkey gobbler underneath your chin, your rolls in your back. All of that stuff is stored fat. So make sure you aren't consuming things that you're not burning off because what's going to happen is it's going to continue to turn into stored fat. Another thing you want to look at and stay away from is going to be sugar. You want to make sure that you're getting things that don't have a lot of added sugar in it. Of course, the same thing. Sugar, if you're not burning off, is going to turn into stored fat. So look at that sugar content. You would be surprised at how many things have sugar in it, especially things that are processed. And when I say processed, it means Anything that's in a box, anything that's frozen, anything that's in a shelf, they have to put certain things in it to make sure that the shelf life lasts a certain amount of time. That's why fresh fruits and vegetables, as soon as you put them in the refrigerator, I can't tell you how many times I have to go to the store and buy another set of bananas (laughs) because I 
planned on eating healthy on Monday and now it's on Friday and I literally have eaten one banana and the rest of them are all brown. Why? Because those aren't processed. They're natural. They're in their natural state. Now, if you go and you buy a pack of bananas that are sliced in sugar in the bag, which I love dried fruit and I love dried bananas also, I can keep those bananas on my counter for six months and nothing will ever change. Why? Because they're processed. So try to eliminate or reduce the processed foods because they have all of these additives in it that are very unhealthy. So just to reiterate, there are nutrients that we need to reduce and those are going to be your saturated fat sodium and added sugars. And those are things that they want you to reduce from your diet because they can cause adverse health effects. We as Americans tend to consume way too many of all of that because why? We're in line on Tuesdays trying to get our Tuesday chicken special like (laughs) I always talk about. Or why? Because everybody has a special on pizza for $5.99. You get pizza and cheese and all of these things. So all of those things taste great because fat tastes good. Sodium tastes good. What happens is we overeat because we are not using the correct portion size or the correct serving size for the portion. So we might think we're eating something healthy and really it should only be one instead of the five that we are consuming. Let me just sidebar really quick about the added sugars versus total sugars. So total sugar, when you look on the nutritional facts, that is sugars that are naturally present in our food and anything that we drink also. And that's the sugar that's in milk, fruit, anything that's in the product. Added sugars, those are sugars that are added during the processing of foods. And you'll see those are like sucrose and dextrose, foods that are packaged with sweeteners as well. So make sure that you're looking at the differentiation between total sugars and added sugars. Added sugars are also sugars from syrups and honeys, anything like that, fruit juices, vegetable juices. So make sure that you are reading thoroughly when you are analyzing that nutritional label. Added sugars add calories to your diet. So if you feel like you're eating healthy and you don't know where you're going wrong, look at the sugar intake. Look at how much sugar you're consuming on a daily basis because a lot of times, especially if you're drinking juices or you're eating fruits, a lot of those have sugars in them. You may have to reduce those as well to meet your fitness goals. So what should you be looking for in a label? Don't worry, I got you. You want to look at the nutrients such as fiber, vitamin D, calcium, iron, potassium. Those are the nutrients that we usually don't get enough of. How many people do you know that are anemic because they aren't consuming enough iron in their diets? How many times do you hear that? Oh, I'm anemic. I'm anemic. So a lot of times, First thing I think of when someone tells me they're anemic is I want to look at their diet. Are you consuming green leafy vegetables? What does your diet consist of that you are not getting enough of those nutrients in your diet? Are you consuming enough vitamin D? What are you doing? It's very important to make sure you have a diet that's high in dietary fiber. And it's very important to make sure that you are having diets that have higher vitamin D, calcium, iron, potassium, 
All of those are very important because it actually reduces your chances of many of the medical diagnoses such as osteoporosis, anemia, high blood pressure, things like that. Make sure that you are getting more of the good nutrients and less of the bad stuff. Also, eating a diet that's high in fiber will actually help you with your bowel movements. A lot of times whenever you have a bad diet, you'll have those things like constipation. They may call it an ileus. Uh, ileum, a blockage, things like that. So make sure that you know you are consuming a high fiber diet as well because it helps. The more you poop, everything is flowing. The healthier you are, make sure those bowel movements are coming. I know no one wants to talk about pooping, but <laughs> pooping is good, especially if it's soft poop. That means that your diet is very good. It's on point on the things that it should be. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Beyond the Fit. Another nutrient that you need to look for on the nutritional label is going to be protein. Protein is very, very important. Protein is actually part of the trio of macronutrients. It's fat, carbohydrates, and proteins. Protein is very important. Not only is it important because it helps prevent protein deficiency, it helps with muscle mass, it helps maintaining muscle, all of that great stuff, but it also will help you feel fuller longer. There's scientific evidence that protein actually has an effect on certain hormones in your body that make you feel hungry and also that make you feel full. So protein is very good. Whenever you have a high protein diet, you actually wind up consuming less calories. And even though you're not changing necessarily what you're eating, the fact that you are feeling fuller, you're not more inclined to snack. And also there's evidence that a higher protein diet is going to reduce your belly fat. And a simple way of adding protein to your diet diet is instead of eating a certain carbohydrate, add more protein. So instead of having three extra bites of potatoes or rice, add three extra bites of your fish or your meat or whatever your vegan option is for protein. It's very simple to exchange proteins for bad stuff in your diet. Protein is a very important part of maintaining muscle mass and building muscles. That's why you see athletes and and bodybuilders and people that work out, they're always, you know, with the shaker cup trying to have as much protein as possible because the recommended dosage of protein is going to be 0.5 to 1 gram of protein per body pound. So that's kind of the key that they use whenever you're trying to calculate how much protein you should be eating per day. Remember we talked about all of your caloric intake for the day. So a good guide for protein is at least 0.5 grams of protein per body pound that you weigh. So if you weigh 120 pounds, then you're looking at at least 60 grams of protein per day. Protein also has a scientific link to maintaining bone mass. So you reduce your chances of osteoporosis or you slow the process of losing your bone mass whenever you're consuming a high protein diet. This is also really important for women because women don't consume as much protein as men. A lot of times women, we are more emotional eaters. We eat things that make us feel better. And a lot of times protein isn't one of those things that make us feel better. So we're actually putting things in that don't have any nutritional value, that don't have any benefit to us. So it's very important to make sure that you are eating a high protein diet for that. And I know that I always hear a lot of worry from women about eating too much protein. And they're like, I don't want to get bulky. I don't want to get muscles. You won't. You have to have an excess of protein in your diet before you actually are going 
going to consume enough protein to build a pound of muscle. Don't worry about the excessive protein. At least try to get your minimum quantity of protein per day. Start with those baby steps like that. And then as you do start working out, make sure you're eating more protein than the minimum amount that you had been eating. Protein is something very important whenever you're looking at the nutritional label. Make sure you're eating things that do have a higher content of protein. And also you need to make sure that you're looking at that fat content with that as well. Because a lot of things that are protein supplements tend to have a lot of extra fat and a lot of extra carbs in it. So always look at that as well, like protein bars, those types of things. Look at it. I'm very, very picky about the protein bars that I pick because sometimes you'll look at a protein bar and the protein bar will be 250 calories and there'll be 13 grams of fat or five grams of cholesterol or 22 grams of carbs. And it's like, that is so unhealthy in a protein bar, I would rather actually have a meal where I can be full for longer just by substituting a protein bar for a meal. So be very, very cautious whenever you are looking at protein supplements, protein shakes, things like that, because you don't want to be hungry later when you could have had a meal, but you actually had a bar thinking that you were going to be healthy. Another thing I just wanted to touch base on, because a lot of people don't really understand, there is something called the percent daily value. And when you look on the right column, column of the nutritional label, you'll see something and it'll actually have like a percent sign and then daily value. And then each thing will have like a percentage next to it. And basically what that means is it's a percentage of the daily value for each of the nutrients in the serving of the food. And what they're trying to do with this daily value is help you determine if a serving of the food is high or low in the nutrient. So when you're looking at it, like I'm looking at a label right now and there's 850 milligrams of sodium in one serving. So when I look over at that percent of daily value, it says 37%, meaning per my daily value of sodium that I should take, when I eat this one thing, I'm already at 37% of the recommended daily intake for sodium. So that means that this has a lot of sodium in it. In general, the guide to use is 5% of the daily value or less is considered low and 20% of the daily value or more is considered high. Shoot for a higher percentage of daily value in, like I said, the dietary fiber, vitamin D, calcium, iron, potassium, and then lower percentage for those bad things like the saturated fat, sodium, and added sugars. So that's a good tool to use lower daily value for bad stuff, higher daily value for good stuff. I'm going to do an episode coming up where I actually break down how your body metabolizes calories versus KCAL, sodium, cholesterol, fats, protein, because there's actually a scale that tells you how many KCALs per one gram of whatever and how it breaks down. And it's very confusing, especially for people whenever they're starting off on the fitness journey. And honestly, I see so many people on social media that are giving meal plans and talking about meals and things like that and having meal suggestions. And I'm just cringing when I see what they're doing because they have no idea Working out does not make you a fitness professional. Having someone that lost weight and they look fit now does not make them someone who can give you advice. Just because someone is working out does not mean that they can tell you what to do for your body. 
So whenever you are trying to get fitness advice or you're trying to get fit or you're trying to continue your fitness journey, it is very important to make sure that you are getting good information for your body type. Not everyone's body is the same. And I make sure whenever I talk to people I want to know first, well, what are your fitness goals? What is it that you want to do? Some people will say, well, I want to look like you, or I want to have muscles, or I want to have this, I want to do that. Whatever your fitness goal is, you need to be eating towards your goal. Don't just go in and say, well, I just want to lose weight. No, well, how much weight do you want to lose? How many pounds do you want to lose? It's very important. And you guys know, I wrote a book called Day One, A Guide to Organizing and Executing Your Goals to make sure that you know how to make those goals specific, attainable, relatable, time-oriented. It's super important, especially when it comes to your fitness and your health, because you need to know what's your goal. If your goal is just to get in a size medium, well, how many pounds does it take to get you in a size medium? What do we need to do? So again, if you're on a fitness journey, if you're on your fitness quest, restructure your goals, make sure they're specific. So that way, you know, when you are actually hitting your goals, and then you constantly can refocus. You can constantly say, okay, well now I hit a goal. I wanted to lose 25 pounds and I did that. Now my next goal is I want to run a five kilometer race. I want to be able to cross my legs again. I want to be able to go to the park and play with my kids. I want to be on the treadmill for 30 minutes without falling off. There are so many things that you can use as goals, as checkpoints. And those are the things that you have to do to continue investing in your And the last thing that I wanted to talk about is portion control. Again, we just talked about the serving size. We just talked about all of that. That's for one thing. Everything I talked about on the nutritional label is for one thing. That's it. (laughs) All of that for one thing. So if you decide to cook some ground turkey, you're looking at that nutritional label for that ground turkey. If you decide to add something else to that, what are you going to have as a side dish? You have to look at the nutritional label for that side dish. And it can be overwhelming. And a lot of times people, that's why they fall off of their fitness goals because it's too much. It's too much of an investment. Find some things that you actually like that you can eat over and over again and make sure now I've measured it. Now I know what the nutrition is for this. Now I'm comfortable with this. So reuse it. That way you're not constantly trying to measure, 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 getting overwhelmed. It's too much. It's too much. I don't want to do it. I give up. Have those things that are your go-tos and now you can say, this is what I have. I know if I eat one cup of this, this is what it is. I know how to do it. So stay with the familiarness, stay with those familiar foods, and that will definitely help you stay on track. As you guys know, I always do something called a life check. In my book, Day One, I have these things in the chapters or at the end of the chapters called a life check. And basically what we do at that life check is review the information that we've covered, pull out any pertinent information, make sure that we have all the relevant facts that we need so that we can reiterate those important topics in our minds and make a to-do list or whatever. Because a lot of times when someone is talking or whenever you're doing something, you're busy listening and you may not have retained certain facts. So I love to have a life check because the life check allows you to reflect and take notes and reiterate the information that you have already learned for the day. Our life check today is one 
reevaluate your fitness goals constantly. Have a goal and always, always, always reevaluate at every point, whether it be every 30 days, whether it be every two months, whether it be once a week. Whenever you have a goal, you need to have a checkpoint and a check-in. So make sure you are constantly re-evaluating your fitness goals so you can stay on track. Think about those goals. Are you trying to be stronger in the gym? Is it a cardio that you're not doing that's challenging you? Are you wanting to train for a marathon or some other kind of race? It could also be something like, did you lose a loved one to some type of health condition and now you realize that you need to get in shape? Do you have a bathing suit or an outfit that you want to look a certain way in? Whatever it is that's motivating you, you need to use that as your key to staying on track because that's going to be important to your success. It's going to have to be constantly remembering those goals and working towards those goals. And also to reiterate about a nutritional label, make sure you are looking at that serving size every single time you pull something out. I don't care if it's a bag of chips. I don't care if it's something that's already prepackaged. Look at that label and make sure that is fitting into what you need it to fit. Even things that are prepackaged sometimes still have two servings per package. So make sure when you're making a daily log of your calories and proteins that you are using very accurate information. Make sure you're looking at those serving size. Make sure you're looking at those calories. Remember, we said 2,000 calories a day is the recommended caloric intake for a healthy individual. You can structure that less calories if you're trying to lose weight, but 2,000 calories should be about the maximum amount that you are taking in a day. So make sure you're looking at that nutritional label. Make sure you're writing it down so you know where you are. Use an app if you need. I know there's tons of apps out there where you can plug in what you're eating and it'll tell you what your calories are for that meal. So make sure you're counting your calories. Remember, stay away from the bad nutrients like saturated fats, sodiums, and added sugars. Make sure you're getting the good nutrients such as those vitamins, vitamin D, the fiber, things like that. Very important. You want to try and make sure your diet is helping you achieve your goals, not setting you up for failure. Reduce the sugar if you reached a plateau. And finally, look at that percent of daily value to see. Again, 5% or less is low, 20% or above is high. So where is your percent daily value on the scale per your nutritional label? It's very important to make sure you are always eating for the body that you want, not the body that you have. I say that to every single person and people that are in fitness will say the same thing. Always eat for the body that you want. Yes, we all want to sit down and eat things that are not healthy because those sugars are calling our names. I can't tell you how many nights I'm sitting on the sofa and Rocky Road ice cream is calling me from the kitchen (laughs) because I love Rocky Road ice cream, but I want to look a certain way. I want to be fit. I want my stomach to be flat. I want this. I want that. Whatever, Whatever it is that I'm feeling that I want, 
I know that I have to eat for the body that I want, not the body that I have. So again, constantly restructure your goals, get my book, my e-course, all that great stuff. If you need help with guiding your goals, if you need help organizing your goals, I give a lot of information on that process because it is the key to you being successful at anything in life. So again, thanks for listening today. I hope that you were able to retain some information. And if you don't have a fitness goal yet, make one. Even if you are fit, make your goals, stay on track. I believe you as we all continue to go beyond the fit.